Hey loves, I'm Constance of the Sovereign Goddess Podcast. Today we are back with Caitlin Algar. She talked with us last about lunar abundance, and today we are talking about the mother wound. I really enjoyed this conversation with her, and we really get vulnerable here, and I can't wait for you to hear it. So let's get right to it. I'm so excited to have you on again. I would love for you to reintroduce yourself. Yeah, my name is Caitlin Algar, and I'm an intuitive moon mentor. I work with women to enhance and create a personalized spiritual practice to create more abundance in their life. So I teach a process called lunar abundance and help you manifest with the moon and help you embrace the opportunity to make more money doing what you love. Okay. So I wanted to find out from you, what is the mother wound to you in your own words? When I think of the mother wound, I think about relationships with other women. Um, Sometimes other women who are in the roles, maybe of like authority roles um, or leadership roles, but certainly just generally relationships with other women is what I most strongly tie it to um, and how you can kind of identify if you kind of have that feminine wound or the mother wound could be a reflection in those relationships. So I know I certainly identified um, not too long ago of, you know, I don't, I don't really relate with other women that well. I don't have a lot of female friends. Um, they're just all like drama, right? Like I can relate to that. <laughs> that kind of like language. Um, and I'm certainly grown a lot. Part of like what I teach has definitely helped. Part of my own personal healing journey, spiritual journey has helped me shift that because so much of what you work on, right, is kind of that mindset and being open to look at it with a curiosity, being open to look at things you often say, stories you tell yourself more with a curiosity than an absolute truth. So I'm sure now you attract different type of women into your life now since you've worked on it. Is there like a comparison that that comes to mind? I definitely approach situations differently, which I think obviously, right, has a huge impact on the outcome. Um, So I'm definitely more open to approach other women (laughs) versus just being standoffish and kind of being like, what's the point um, sort of deal. But yeah, and so in that openness, actually putting myself out there, me attempting to connect with other women, I've gotten to find like, sure, there are still some people generally, no matter what their gender is, who love like drama or just kind of caught in that ego-based, fear-based mentality. But there are also a lot of kind, giving people. And with that openness, plus my spiritual journey, I've connected with so many beautiful, powerful women who are so gifted and who I can relate to in the sense of like vulnerability and that fear of being vulnerable and sharing your voice (laughs) and sharing even like I have a lot of conversations with people about psychic abilities and their intuition and visions and what they can see. Um, so, which like, I love <laughs> those conversations. So, um, yeah, I would say it's definitely, definitely changed who, who I've talked to, but mostly I think it was just my approach of 
how I put myself out there and who I kind of um, give an opportunity and open up to. I love that. Do you have an example of a time where you changed that approach? And is this mostly like, I feel like when you're a mom, it kind of forces you to work on that wound. Like you're saying, like collaborating with other women, talking to more women, because you have a kid and they want to, you want them to have friends. Yeah. I mean, so the, the first part of your question you asked me, I kind of went to a spot like early on in my healing journey when I really started to dive more into mindset work and kind of spiritual practices and attracting abundance, but you have to change right your mind in all sorts of ways, not just money mindset, but often relationships and how you receive and how you show up in different avenues, right? So I can remember a time uh, with a client at the time, I was working as a wellness coach and just our interaction um, and kind of how she was being and like presenting, I don't know, it triggered me. <laughs> it triggered me um, to respond how I would respond to like my mom. And I was triggered. We were was working as a wellness coach, trying to help her with nutrition and cooking. Um, and there was just this like awkward, like tension resistance between like, I'm trying to be helpful and teach her. And she's got like her own style, of course, and like what she's comfortable with. And like, I was... <laughs> usually triggered but also in doing that work I'm like recognizing it like oh my gosh I'm getting upset here I'm getting flustered like why am I responding this way <laughs> and like being able to step away like I had to excuse myself and go to the bathroom I was like okay take some deep breaths <laughs> like this isn't your mom like what are you doing <laughs> um but like really like, and I'm like super fair skin too. So like my face is getting red and I'm just mostly like frustrated and agitated. It's almost that like a teenager kind of mentality situation, you know, where you have attitude and stuff like that was my like response in the moment. Um, but in doing that kind of self-work, I was able to, in that moment, kind of shift and notice for one, like awareness is huge, right? Notice that I'm responding that way <laughs> and not just blaming it on XYZ or blaming it on her um, and then able to calm myself, regulate my emotions to come back out and, you know, change my response and just move forward with the work that we were doing, which was probably like cooking in the kitchen or something. But um, it was definitely, I mean, like very memorable experience. I can like picture it right now and like feel how I felt in that moment. Um, but it was really powerful to kind of be open to change that and be open to just witness. It's almost like the perspective of like a movie or something too. And you're like looking back and like watching yourself, like almost like this outer body experience kind of a thing where um, you're more like the observer of what's going on, but yet you can still like control. So that's one of the, the first um, major shifts. I had. Um, and then of course you keep doing the inner work, right? <laughs> and you keep being curious and being open to change your mind. And then when you get in those situations again, where somebody reminds you of your mom, or maybe they have a similar behavior, like how they talk, or, you know, maybe it's a little man mannerisms because it can be the slightest thing sometimes that our subconscious picks up on. Um, but with that exposure, eventually you can get to a point where you're either less triggered or not triggered at all to have that old emotional response, which for me is like, 
freaking huge, right? <laughs> I mean, you can imagine how being frustrated and agitated around other people, like that's not probably gonna work out that well for, <laughs> for you. No, I love that. You're, you're coming present, being present, I mean, and you're witnessing yourself, you're self-soothing, you're mothering yourself in the moment. It's just gorgeous. And it's like that shadow work that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And certainly, and then you tied it to like motherhood now, like I'm a, a mom that would still consider myself a new mom. My son's almost a year and a half. Um, but yeah, definitely in the early stages last year, almost that same experience where you're like recognizing this cycle and this pattern that you're in which you're behaving and also being conscious of the fact like, why am I doing this? Why am I responding this way? I don't want to respond this way. Um, but also trying to stay open and curious to, okay, how can I respond differently? And for me, it just felt like I was like, like reenacting. I was reenacting something I had seen other people do. That's what it felt for me in the early days of motherhood, which was some of that like um, anger, being overwhelmed, which honestly, I think just come, comes partly from being tired, <laughs> being tired, taking care of everyone else, not prioritizing your self-care. Um, and it gets so much easier to respond in that way from agitation and overwhelm um, when you kind of put yourself on the back burner a little bit. But yeah, it was um, it's almost like a trippy experience. I totally understand that. I'm actually, I'm at that point right now. I had to admit to my husband last night that I'm overwhelmed. Like I'm doing everything perfectly. Like everything's clean and stuff like that. But I'm like, you're saying, like, you're really stressed out. Like things can look really perfect. And we know this about anything in life, but someone could not be doing well at the same time, no matter how much we want to be like them. So it's been like backing off and being okay with, you know, being held and being taken care of. And that's, that is the hardest thing. I think when you're a mother, because you think your job is to take care of everyone, like you're saying, but you have to be able to allow others to help you. Mm -hmm. That's a, definitely the hardest thing, I think, because then that guilt comes in, you know, like you're like, but I'm supposed to be able to do all these things. Cause you have this idea of mm -hmm. what a mom is, like whether we had one like that, or we had this idea of what we, you know, we wish our mom was, and then we're trying to live up to that. Mm -hmm. And something I had to learn too, is that like, for me with my mo own mother, woo, this is something new I started is, Hey, my mom didn't do everything wrong. Yeah. I reflect on all the wrong stuff mostly, but she did do some things that were right and starting to incorporate, you know, not just changing things, but adding things that I did love when I was a child. I don't know if you have you started doing that too, like reflecting on. Yeah, yeah, a little bit as I become more conscious. And then also as you're, you know, the newborn, as you exit the newborn stage, I think it definitely does get a lot easier with baby being a little bit more independent. So you can have more of those little moments <laughs> of like, yes, <laughs> in that like newborn stage, it's like literally like a moment or maybe a minute, like a minute could be a really long time to have to yourself. Yes. Um, so <laughs> you exit that you get a lot more opportunities like that, which I always, you know, preach to my clients and audience that 
those are so crucial and important and they add up to be very significant. One creating more things that I, I wish I had, which was just that one-on-one time and presence and attention, right? So I really try to give that um, to my son because my parents, I mean, they did an amazing job, but they also like worked a lot as some of the childhood memories that I have, right? So I remember being like alone with my siblings a lot. So it's like, okay, what I want to be different is that presence, that attention, And then two, I don't just want to sit inside the house all the time or have screen time with, you know, my child. I want to get out more, um, which I'm excited as he gets older because I'm, I think that's where we'll we'll be able to connect a lot and bond and spend a lot of time um, like in nature, which is fun. And he's a tourist too. So that should, (laughs) should work out well. That's awesome. (laughs) did you plan that out or that just happened with the signs um that just happened you know for (laughs) I'm pregnant now but for the first one I didn't really think that much about it um I just kind of thought okay yeah like when I'm 28 like yeah you know I think it'll be a good time to start having kids and then it like happened right away so my birthday's in July and that's I always say he's my late birthday gift. So that's how it worked out, but I'm pregnant now. And it was definitely more of a conscious thought because, um, I mean, my personal hobby is, is tarot and I read like professionally for people too. some. Um, so I thought, oh, we almost have like all the fixed signs for our family. I'm a Leo. My husband's Aquarius. Foxes, Taurus, we just need a Scorpio. So what would the time frame be for a Scorpio? Um, and at the time was kind of like, oh, we're not ready, maybe like the next year, but it happened to, to get pregnant and we're gonna have a Scorpio baby here very soon. Um, so that was more conscious. And also um, now I tell my clients like, be careful, like following the moon phases is very powerful, especially for that mother energy. And also be careful what you think, because that's what helps you manifest. So I agree on that part very much. <laughs> yep. And bef- even before that, I was like, oh, well, I want to have kids before I'm 30. And like, after having Fox, like still 29, I'm like, oh no, I don't think I'm ready to have like another one yet. But then I just turned 30 this year. So I'll have more than one kid for my 30th. I'm like, oh boy, this is what I said I wanted. So I I got it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I understand that one. It's chaotic, but I know it's gonna like, it's gonna get easier. I just have, like you were saying, I have to give it time to get easier and easier as I go. And then I won't have to even like defend my little one against my older one either because he'll be able to do it himself. Yeah. Which will be another adventure. (laughs) So what are some signs that people can look out for that they need to work on the mother wounds? Some signs that you know, okay, something's going on here. I need to look into this a little bit would be lack of emotional expression right? Maybe thinking like it's not safe to be sensitive or that your sensitivities are a bad thing. And that mentality of like, don't cry, or I can't cry in front of people, kind of that idea. Um, Being heavily like self-critical, right? Because that ties into your self-work, 
self-work, self-worth <laughs> and those early relationships. Um, and then also, this is a big one that I hear all the time. I've been guilty of this. I know I witnessed it in my mom, which the motherhood wound, right, goes back generationally often, but prioritizing others' needs before your own, right, and doing that consistently, maybe even knowing you're doing it, but still, like, you just have this really strong story of why, why you keep doing it or why you can't not do it. Seeking approval or permission before acting by asking everyone else for advice, which I think ties into that self-worth factor as well. Um, and kind of putting yourself down or your voice down a little bit and not trusting yourself and your own intuition. Um, and then another one, lastly, I would say is lack of rest and pleasure, right? Cause those are two, um, feminine aspects, just when we talk about divine feminine energy that are huge and crucial, um, that rest and pleasure. And if you're kind of putting that off, always going or just not allowing yourself to have fun, which, which was huge for me. I always put work first and even at work, it's like, no, I can't have fun. Like that's separate (laughs) from work. Um, where now I'm like, I love what I do. I get to talk to psychic entrepreneurs and spiritual entrepreneurs and women who want to grow their intuition. So, um, it's been a journey, but I'm glad that I can say I love being an intuitive mood mentor. I admire you for doing that. I have to work on stepping out with the readings more because I always get stuck in the whole, like, oh, everyone else is doing that thing, but it's, it's, I know it's, no one can deliver it the way that you do. Mm-hmm. And if you're meant to deliver it to that person, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But from what you were saying, what I, what I got out of it too, was you're talking about how we put others first and then we need to ask permission. So we get lost in this cycle of blaming too. I feel like, like I used to do that all the time, like, because of you, I can't do this. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah whatever it was, because you're trying to stay in this safety area of being neutral and kind of invisible, I felt like was my thing. Did you feel like you tried to be invisible too, like to not trigger anyone and keep the, like the peace, the harmony? Yeah, definitely. I definitely have like heightened senses and awareness. I'm super sensitive. I'm always like watching what other people are doing, kind of waiting, holding back before I respond. Um, have certainly been described as more of a quiet person, but really like, that's just my own like anxiety and like, (laughs) um, kind of fear of putting myself out there, honestly, um, manifesting in those kind of ways, playing it small and in a, in that sense, kind of putting others needs first. I definitely had, um, a habit and probably can still, we can always, there's always depths to the shadow work, even if we work through it, um, putting others needs first and as far as are they having fun? Are they happy? What's their emotional response? Um, prioritizing that almost before, before my own. That's definitely me sometimes still where it's like, oh my gosh, my husband ordered pizza from this place that I think is amazing. And then he didn't like it. Then it's my fault. It's like, I didn't even make the pizza. <laughs> Yeah. Just give me a second here. I'm going back to what you were talking about because you reminded me because I'm doing like work with uh, Hades right now, which I never thought I would do. But it, it takes me out of my element of being like, uh, 
you don't want to say that you're a witch, but when you're working with Hades, there's like no way to avoid it at that point. I feel like, like, how do I say I'm working with Hades without someone going Satan? Like, and they're not even the same thing. And you reminded me of, oh, what was it? Again, I, I hate baby brain. I can't wait till it's no, gone. Mommy brain. That's okay. If it ever, okay. <laughs> if ever it goes away. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's like an out of body experience, too. I feel like the mother wound is or like, it comes up for me right now, because just being in this mommy state right now, where I have to take care of a little one, I can't, I have to kind of be in that out of body. But I have to be mindful of it that I don't go to extremes, like you're saying, and forget about myself, because yeah, I kind of have to be aware of a little one. Yeah, exactly. And like, especially when you have kids where you're like sleep deprived and you, I mean, you do have to put their needs first to a certain extent make sure they're fed or at least like you're taking care of like their basic needs, which is a lot. And that can be overwhelming and it's easy to get kind of like distracted in that and kind of get on this autopilot mode almost um, and habit, which can be like this outer body experience because we're not that grounded necessarily we're not that present necessarily when we're in that autopilot mode um but certainly I think there can be I hesitate to say the word balance but certainly a cycling back to okay sometimes I have to do that and also making time creating space for okay I have to I have to ground myself today in some way, shape or form. Or for me, I noticed um, just like taking a shower, like I didn't even take a shower every day (laughs) in that first year, right? And that simple act, even if it's like a few minute shower, like is so significant and would change how I respond, how I show up so much. I understand that because that's me right now. (laughs) Like if I can get out of bed because we're sleeping in, um, in blow up beds right now like no joke they're hard to get out of with a little one sleeping there (laughs) so if I get out of there and I get in the shower I just breathe in the shower I ground like you're saying and it's just like a vacation like I I can't believe how like I just love it and then I it's weird I do some things from when I was giving when I was in labor I used to hold the bar well, just, you know, that moment, not like forever as in labor, but mm-hmm. I would hold the bar in the shower and I would just rock. And like, even that is soothing right now. It's the weirdest thing. Like I would go back to that, but it's something that, you know, like you were in an extreme moment that just all of that going on, even, I know it's not as extreme as that, my current moment, but knowing that I could soothe myself in that mm-hmm. moment and I could do it again now, even though it feels like chaos right now, absolute chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, but anything to come back to the body. So it's like that sensation of the warm water on the skin or like noticing the rocking of the body, like you were saying, like that helps so much to ground, to be present, to kind of calm the mind, which like, you know, anxiety and motherhood is like a real thing. I think partly your brain is just kind of wired for that because your like senses are high. Like, does my baby need me? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, even simple things like putting lotion on your skin or just like moisturizing your face, even if you can't do it every day, like these simple, simple acts. Yeah. And then kind of the opposite. So you were asking like the signs that, you know, maybe there is a motherhood wound, maybe something to dive into deeper, open up some curiosity too. But the, like the opposite of that, knowing that you're making progress, knowing that perhaps um, 
it's healed, right? Those signs would be that you feel secure and asking for help. Oh my God, that's a huge one, right? Letting people help you or even going as far as asking for help, but also letting them help in their own way, right? Which I know can be hard um, or just unpracticed. Self-compassion, showing more self-compassion, giving yourself a break, you know, regardless of what's coming up. We're talking about the mommyhood, like if you didn't take a shower today, okay, that's okay. I'm gonna do prioritize this one thing tomorrow for myself. Prioritizing self-care, right? Knowing that your energy is contagious. When you're calm, you're grounded, that's gonna change how people respond to you. That's gonna change your environment, how you respond to your environment through that self-care. Also the emotional expression, right? And self-regulation, kind of those experiences I was talking about for myself personally a little bit earlier, right? With those intense emotional reactions, but you can now recognize it and you know tools and ways to calm yourself and kind of get out of that story of blaming someone or something for your emotion and just kind of owning it as yours letting it flow, (laughs) letting yourself be mad or sad or whatever, angry, frustrated, or, or even joyful, um, the whole gamut, right. And expressing that. And then too, um, this is a big one I've seen, um, a lot would be being in tune with your body cycles and your intuition, you know, whether you're cycling regularly, bleeding regularly, Um, or if your intuition is kind of like on point, um, cause a lot of, I say that cause I've talked with a lot of people who they're either cycles are regular, or maybe they have a lot of pain during menstruation, or they just, there's just this physical manifestation of kind of dysregulation in some sort from their womb and their uterus and their, you know, female reproductive system is like physically like ailing them. That's a big sign to dive in deeper to do do this work that I teach with the moon or embodiment and that emotional regulation and the spiritual journey to open up your intuition, I feel would have a huge positive impact on those physical manifestations of the female reproductive system. It feels odd to think it, but I feel like it is we don't say it this way, but I feel like it does go on how we don't normalize menstruation. I mean, it happens. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like there's what our, I don't know if it's um, 50, 50 anymore, if there's still more women on the planet than there are men, but yeah, like, like, hello, there's a, um, a vast amount of people who experience this and bleed every month or had that experience at some point in their life. Right. Do you feel like that even can tie into the mother wound, how we perceive our own bodies in that manner? A hundred percent. Yeah. How you, and that's tied with like your self-criticism, right. And, or self-compassion um, or kind of where you are on that spectrum. Um, and then too, like, I mean, even for myself, like a lot in the society I grew up in and culturally, it's just like, oh, that's a bad thing. Oh, to have your period, like, oh, what a drag. Oh, PMS and cramping. And it's like all these negative things. I mean, I'm still learning a lot about the cycle and connecting back to ancestors and how we used to 
um, kind of create space and it was this sacred time and it was understood that women need to come together when they bleed and you're actually far more intuitive and you need to rest and like you were saying before it's like this normal thing <laughs> that, that all of us do uh, so I think definitely that mindset plays into it right just like I think we talked about abundance last time and that money mindset of uh, you know, how you view money is going to impact, of course, how money shows up in your life and how you use it, how you think about your body and that those feminine aspects of like physically how we talk about the feminine a hundred percent is going to play out and how that manifests in your life. It's interesting too, because like all the emotions that you tie into like during that time frame of there's emotions that we don't think are okay to express sometimes too based mm -hmm. off of how we grew up or society it's it's so interesting it all goes together I never like tied it together in my own mind to be honest <laughs> like no sadness no like the crying is not okay like the emotions that you're feeling you just have to question it it, it doesn't help at all obviously yeah yeah, that's a good point and makes me think of that like releasing, right? When we bleed, we're releasing that kind of aligning. And then two, I can relate that to, I mean, I talk about motherhood, like there's a grieving process that happens. I think that's why being a, a new mom, a first time mom certainly is so challenging because you do have to grieve your old life. You have to grieve your old self-identity because everything <laughs> everything is different um and acknowledging that and there might be some pain there and there might be some some part of you that really wants to hold on to that old identity that I mean obviously you had for so long right but when we can create space and slow down and just I always like to ask you know open-ended questions and I talk about curiosity a lot follow your curiosity just start to be open to, well, what's really going on? How am I really feeling? Where am I feeling this in my body? Can I name the emotion? Um, and just different open-ended questions to embrace that curiosity and start to identify some of what's going on in having that self-compassion to know that like it's all, it's all valid. I love that you brought that up because that makes me even consider that, hey, maybe this mother wound thing has a lot to do with that inner battle between your, like, you know, society is, this is what achieving is. And then there's the other part of you as a woman that's like, well, I want to be a good mom. And then you go back and forth between both. I know I'm in that zone right now where it's like, I have to remind myself like, okay, you get things done when you get things done right now. This is their stage you're in with him where you got to slow down a bit. You got to just be with whatever is at the moment. You can't fight with either thing because what does that do to me? It's like this guilt starts and all this stuff. It's like, do what you can be where you're at. Just be present with him. Cause Hey, I'm going to miss this moment. And I know it. I'm going to miss this so much. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. I can relate to that. I just got chills. A hundred percent. I can relate because being a coach, being a mentor was still so important to me after I had my son and you're right. Just like you were saying, it's like, well, I want to be present with my child. I need to be obviously here to take care of their needs. My needs are changing. And how can I give myself this space and be flexible with, you know, continuing to adjust in the present moment, 
even though before I could do whatever I wanted and spend a lot of time, you know, studying or, you know, marketing and things where now it's like, okay, nope, I will need to be present with my son. And even in the the moments that you do get a free time, sometimes where you want to work on your business, it's like, no, I need to, I need to rest. And that's okay. That's where I'm at right now. That's where we're at right now. And there's going to be time. There's going to be plenty of time to do all the things to work on my business. And it's still, I'm still able to progress and move forward. But yeah, I think it's beautiful that, you know, you can recognize that even like, even though, and it's funny, I say this all the time. It's like the simple things, like when we say it, it sounds so simple and it is simple, but that doesn't mean that it's easy, right? (laughs) There's still this little bit of back and forth, a little bit of struggle and resistance for either way, right? Oh yeah, there definitely is. Like earlier today, like I got him to nap and my toddler had no idea like where we were. I should have just stayed hidden. And then like stuck in my mind, I'm like, when am I going to do the shower curtain? It's like, you just talked about this, all the stuff I'm telling you, like it all happened last night that it all came out and I figured it out. Like what's going on with me right now? It's like, oh, no one, sorry, no one is soothing me. Like that's the problem I have. I'm not even holding space to soothe myself right now. I'm just taking care of everything and going through the motions and that's just exhausting me like crazy. And yeah, it's like, it's gonna, with any change you make, we have to keep this in mind. It's not easy. You know, it's a good thing. It's not easy. You're going to go back to, but I want to do that thing because you're so used to doing whatever that thing is. It just takes time. It's like when you go through a breakup, even if it's a good thing, like, oh, I'm going to take time for myself. It's it's a lot like a breakup. You're so used to that person being there and you just, you got to give it time. Yeah, exactly. That's a great comparison to have. Yeah. Even if it's like, I know I need to let this person go. It's not the right relationship. Like ideally, even if you end on good terms, like no matter what, yeah, there's still a piece of you that like craves them, misses them, is in that habit of reaching out to them in different circumstances. And yeah, there is, there is challenge there. And I think it's powerful to recognize that and call it out. And that helps to heal that feminine wound, heal that mother wound, um, and get to those positive aspects that I, I mentioned, right. Versus staying in those kind of lower vibrational, I hesitate to say bad or negative, but lower vibrational, um, ways to identify that mother, mother wound. Let me see. How does the mother wound not only show up in how we mother, but in other areas of our life? Do you think there's anything else you want to add to that question? I know you went over it a little bit. For me, it's like, there's no area of your life that it could like not impact, right? It can enter into every area, um, relationships, your money, your career, your health, all of the things, because it's tied into such key aspects of your intuition for one, are you listening to yourself? Which for me is a big thing. I mean, I've um, coached people through and experienced myself things like depression and anxiety. Um, And for me, going through my spiritual journey, that's part of why I'm so passionate about what I do now is because I wasn't giving myself permission to dive into these spiritual topics and aspects and health because of what other people were saying. And then the emotional regulation too, and giving yourself space to, to feel, to feel all the feelings and know that they're not necessarily bad. Like you can find a lesson 
in each of them. They're all, all valuable. Um, and when you can kind of master that self-regulation, create that emotional resiliency, which is a huge part of what I teach in my programs, um, it can really change a lot of things. One of the areas I focus on is, you know, what you're energetically available for as far as income and making money. Um, and then two, allowing yourself to have fun and joy, <laughs> experience joy and pleasure, like opening up to these intuitive practices, but also having the practical strategy to grow your business or improve your life in whatever way you want to call in abundance, whether that's in relationships or, you know, your money, but career is a big one, big one for me, because I know I want to impact the world. I want to see other people heal. And I know the women I work with are going to go on to help others heal. Like that's my big vision. Um, so that's a huge part of what I do and what my clients want to do too. Just from what you're saying, it reminds me of something I brought up to my husband about how I used to want to like move up in all these jobs that I never <laughs> wanted to work in forever, but I wanted to, but I, I never realized in those very moments that I was trying to survive the way I survived at home. And that's what got in the way of me moving up. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I talk about um, intuition so often, just that inner knowing and kind of really mastering that like internal environment because um, I don't know if someone specifically has that quote, but something to the effect of, um, you know, like your external circumstances are merely a reflection of your internal circumstances and environment. Yeah. And you reminded me too, I don't, I'm having a hard time with the wording of this also, but I was thinking, of, <laughs> I was thinking about it, how if you get shut down so often by your parents, like, no, you heard that the wrong way. I didn't say that. And all these things where you don't trust yourself, it, it definitely turns off your intuition too. And then you start looking for the bad things as a reference point of that's love and yeah exactly and for me at least what I remember um from childhood and of course we only remember kind of bits and pieces and sometimes the negative aspects stand out a bit more stronger just the the way the human mind works um but I can remember right like crying or being upset and it's always go away go to your room hush get over it <laughs> right? so it's like but that's but feeling being the person who's feeling such a strong emotion just wanting love wanting connection wanting to be heard I mean yeah to have that happen over and over and over again of course it's going to create this pattern that you have to heal <laughs> and work through um, and be open to shifting later in life, especially, I mean, I think if you want to make any, any change in your life, um, but yeah, it can be very, very impactful, those early experiences that we have. So how has your wounding affected how you mother? In having my own experience of, you know, crying, having maybe these more, quote unquote, I'm putting air quotes up here, <laughs> negative emotions, um, like, you know, you're crying, you're upset, you're agitated and kind of expressing that, right? Me being taught that that's not okay, do less of that, go away and do that. I notice and catch myself having that similar response to my child when they're 
crying, when they're frustrated, when they're angry, and it definitely sparks something in me. So it's definitely still something I'm I'm working through and bringing another layer to and getting to strengthen and become better in in that relationship and as a person um, because he's helping me see a different layer of that and how okay can I respond differently in the situation how can I respond how can I move through how I'm responding or what's the word I'm looking for like me noticing my response as he's responding and catching myself just like I mentioned before, right? To have that beautiful presence to be like, oh my God, I'm being triggered. <laughs> this is really familiar. And allowing myself to respond in a new way, which honestly can, can be very painful and challenging, certainly in the beginning stages of healing and kind of working through triggers, but is so, 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 so worth it, which is why I do what I do, why I lead people through my one-on-one moon sessions or, you know, my group containers or one-on-one eight-week containers, right, to allow you to be with those emotions to help you see that, you know, we got to work through it. (laughs) There's no way around. You want to change this cycle. You want to change this habit. We got to feel it and move through it and create a safe space to do that and just be seen is what I love doing with my clients. And my son is helping me do that again in in a new way that I haven't had to do before with myself. I love all that, especially that you mentioned how, and it's hard to admit that, that you end up, it's like you go to a default setting when you enter this new realm with your toddler, where you're like, oh, I don't know how to handle this. And you think, you know who you wanna be, but you have no idea how to get to that part. So it's, it's a continuously trying things, but then you just go to what you know, and you can't believe you're doing it. It's like, I didn't want to be that person, but it happens. Yeah. Yeah. It does happen. And certainly it's a journey to get through there and work through it. And a huge part of my work and what I do is, is creating, I always say working on the awareness muscle, which just means being in the present, using mindfulness, meditation, using different spiritual techniques to enhance and strengthen your awareness muscle is what I call it, which connects to your intuition as well. But it's truly a practice because that's on, that's the only time you can actually notice what's going on, make a different choice in that moment from those cycles and repetitions, because really, I think you can break down any circumstance, any, any pattern into that, um, into a, a cycle. I love that you have a boy too. Um, just being a boy mom, my last question for you came from that. And something that I always try to think about, obviously, I'm never perfect, I would say with this, toddlers are difficult is that I keep in mind that my son is going to love someone that treats me the way that I treat him and how I love my husband. So I try to keep those things in mind. So do you feel like a lot of men are, sorry, he's like, just, do you feel like enough men are doing this work on the mother wound or do you think maybe they're not aware of it going on? Um, That's a great question. I think 
I find it difficult to answer on one hand because I realize and recognize I haven't necessarily had that many conversations um, with men about it. Um, but having the experience that I have had personally, I would say there's certainly some work that can be done. Um, a lot of what I hear even um, from my husband sometimes and like in moments of frustration and from other men that I know is this kind of go-to phrase of, you know, oh, women are crazy or all oh, women are crazy. And <laughs> I get to the point where I ask him, you know, what do you mean by that? Like, can you explain yourself further? Like, what are you really saying? Because what I hear you in, um, intuitively, what I hear you saying is, I don't understand that. I don't understand how you're responding. And so, so to me, it seems crazy. Um, so the, the work that could be done would just be in creating the space, creating this openness to realize not that we have to be the same, right? The beauty and strength is in our differences in all people, regardless of your gender um, or how you identify, but to be open to another way of doing things, another way of expressing yourself, realizing that a woman's ability to feel so deeply is freaking powerful. <laughs> and a man's, a man's ability to um, I mean, some men are certainly more in tune with their emotions, but a lot of men, even if we think of like the divine, the divine uh, masculine is kind of more like logical or kind of straightforward and a little bit less, less emotional, right? So the work that could be done is just being open to that and kind of allowing for that expression without judgment, I would say. Um, I think just that alone would be huge kind of in the same aspect of you know the menstrual cycle if if us women were to stop talking about it as oh my god I'm dreading it oh it's the time of the month I'm talking about it negatively uh, we could be open to harnessing the true power I think that our ancestors were definitely in tune with yeah, so I was going to tie back to that, too, because you, you said crazy, and it's like, guys always talk about how crazy we are, like, during our cycle, and it's, it's that, like, I crave the, I don't know, like, this is probably weird to other people, might be weird to guys today, but I want to teach my boys to be mindful of that time for women and to hold space for it more, and I think that would be really good, so then for them, it's like, you know, oh, that's, that's just normal, and it's also like, hey, this is a time, my coach, um, Celtic she gave me this idea to, to help me be held is to have my toddler help me out with things and he loves helping he's he's a Virgo rising so that's part of the way that they are is they like to help so tying into that more and allowing him to help me and he's gonna be you know amazing for whoever he loves later on I'm not gonna say like oh, obviously it's gonna be a woman I don't know but for whoever it is it's gonna be really good I think that so he can be mindful of that like okay it's okay to not feel good sometimes. It's okay to feel however you feel, to go through whatever you're going through. Exactly. Yeah. And it's all, it's all valuable. And when we can recognize those cycles, one within ourselves and then two in other people, we can subtract the personalization of it as though it means something about us, right? And just recognize, oh, this is the, the part of the cycle that it's in. Oh, this is the part of the cycle it's in, which is why I love teaching about 
the moon, right? Because each moon phase has a very specific energy about it, which ties into very specific emotions for each moon phase, specific fears for particular moon phases that come up um, and actions and how to, to behave during that time that's best suited versus kind of fighting it or resisting it or thinking like, or having that story of, oh no, like that's not good. That's, that's different. I don't, I don't want part of that versus, okay, here's where I am and here's how I can get through this. I might have to make a survival guide for men. (laughs) (laughs) How to support her now, (laughs) wherever she is in her phases. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. Yeah. Go to the chart. Let me see the chart. Yeah, something very like practical and I like outline. Yeah, that'd be really funny for my husband. <laughs> Whenever I start again, not there yet. But so we were talking about before with the mother wound and how it shows up in other areas. Like I started doing father wound work and something I learned from doing that and like watching all these Oprah things and stuff like that, which is really interesting, was how we see God the way that we see our father. I think it goes the same thing with your mother because I like working with goddesses and sometimes I'm like oh standoffish about working with them and stuff and thinking you know like judging them a lot especially Mm -hmm. like Kara was my first one that I dealt with that with and it's interesting because I feel like the mother too is another one where we go like oh we think God treats us the way that our mother does. Yeah, that's an interesting topic I haven't dove too much in, but as you were talking there, um, I just kind of related it to, I mean, I've shared, right, some of a very familiar emotion for me, which is anger or just um, frustration and even like postpartum, just like rage, this pure raw (laughs) rage that can certainly be scary, Um, but someone that um, I've learned a little bit about would be Kali, the goddess Kali of, you know, anger and destruction. And, um, she's very like fiery (laughs) and, um, I can certainly relate to that. And I, I think in how I remember it, seeing my mom respond mostly in kind of those ways, even though now as an adult, I can see like, she's very sensitive soul with a lot of (laughs) of good qualities but that's a lot of what my memories were um and doing my own self-work journey but now it's like I can recognize that kind of goddess energy and oh this is useful and and how the energy of fire um can really be a good thing certainly can be scary and destructive but also I mean it can help move you towards action as well I've certainly had that happened multiple times in my life in a positive sense where it helped me get out of jobs that I didn't like and being around people that I didn't like or just ethics were different or I wanted to be treated a different way and recognized for my skills, my knowledge, my ability, which I felt was being undervalued at the time. And that kind of fiery passion, that fiery anger energy got me to move forward to help me get the friggin' dream dream job (laughs) I had said that I wanted for so long, but perhaps wasn't taking action on. Something I noticed more with this last birth is that I had certain things kind of, I guess, awakened in me and triggered to work on. Did you find that too? Or I can, let me try to think of an example for you because 
mom brain's not helping me. I got a toddler in here now too. <laughs> I had a doctor who was more new and I got to talk to the, um, the midwife I originally wanted for my birth after. And she told me how like, oh yeah, like just from doing so many births, cause she's a lot older. She would have had the idea that possibly my son's hand was in the way. And that's why his head was so far away from the opening. So it's realizing that, hey, even doctors, as uneasy as it can make you feel, don't know everything. And it's okay for me to not know everything and still present myself and still go out there and do my thing. Like there's certain things that you find in your birthing experience you have to learn. That's just one of them. I had other things like this baby brought out like through, I mean, they're going through that area of pleasure and everything else that could be trapped in there and anger and whatnot. And he brought out just me expressing being happy, expressing being grateful, just me just being more expressive. That is my expression. Yeah, yeah. I think you, um, I think I saw where you shared about that, where did he come out with like his hand, like near his head, basically. And I think a technique to help mama through that and baby like pass through is to, I don't know if it's either lunging or certainly like getting on all fours or something to make space. Um, but yeah, in certain environments, like the practitioner might not know that might have a different way to, you know, move forward with that circumstance, um, versus yeah, like the, the midwife that you were talking about, you know, I've been curious about how I've been responding. Certainly I'm, I'm definitely responding to this pregnancy completely differently than my last one. Um, and mostly what comes up for me is like feeling the energy of that being of that soul that's growing in me and kind of affecting me in how I show up, how I respond, how I behave. I think it carrying them <laughs> changes that they're influencing how I react to things. I'm curious to see what their personality is going to be like. Certainly when I was pregnant with my first and my son, like I just knew like, oh, he's a happy baby. He's so calm because that's how I felt during like the whole pregnancy. This time around, I mean, completely different situation for one, but also I've been curious about, right, what I just mentioned of like, is it this being who's going to kind of be like this? Because this time around, I've almost like not been paying attention. <laughs> like, like I've been really lucky and fortunate to not really have any like side effects of pregnancy, not really any morning sickness, like not really any aches and pains or anything for the most part. Like it's, I've been really lucky and blessed, feel really good, like physically. Um, so almost like hiding, hiding it from myself in a sense, which um, I'm not too savvy on the Scorpio energy, but I feel like maybe <laughs> that could be tied in there. Uh, but also I've certainly been more um, emotional and sometimes emotionally reactive, like very strong ways that I'm, I haven't seen myself be before, uh, which in part it's like, okay, well, I'm a mom now, there's different circumstances, maybe that's it. Uh, but there is also a part of me that's like, oh, I wonder if that's that's this being and kind of how they'll be and be more um emotional or kind of even like almost almost like secretive is like what comes up for like in the shadows but certainly still like intuitive because of course I think what we do too like you mentioned you um but like the work that I do for both my pregnancies is so intuitive so 
connected to, I mean, I connect to the divine as, you know, I am one with all that is and all living things um, and having that deep, deep connection and seeing cycles and things and um, just really focused on spiritual practices. So I'm curious to see as my children get older, like how that's going to be expressed in them. And hopefully I can help foster that. But yeah, it's really, it's really interesting <laughs> experience carrying another being, another living being inside of you. It is. And I, while you're talking about that, I looked it up. Scorpios are super secretive. <laughs> yeah. Cause I've been thinking about recently, like I'm, it's almost like I'm not paying attention at all. Like, I think I told you the other day, I, <laughs> it's like, I nearly shit myself. I'm like, Oh my God, eight weeks. I'm going to give birth. I feel like I haven't really been reading it up that much on pregnancy or like doing my breathing techniques or like <laughs> you're not alone I did that too like I bought all these books just to not read them it felt like like I was I don't know what it was it was just like the oddest thing it was weird the same thing too like I, I didn't really do the breathing stuff it was like I needed a different technique for this birth this time it was the weirdest I don't know you feel like you need something different this time that's what I felt like um it was spiritual more so that last yeah. one I mean I'm definitely I don't know I feel like a lot of it will be the same I mean part of it I think is because I just don't have as much like free time to like <laughs> do some of those things is like meditate and take long baths and and read read a book um yeah not with a little one I understand <laughs> <laughs> it's like your energy is gone already after yeah yeah when he's around I'm like my eyes my attention is like fully focus on him because they just get into everything super curious um but yeah so I think I don't know it's good in the sense that a lot of the work that I do like I still practice those techniques with other people so I'll probably still use um a lot of them but the one new thing I'm drawn to more is um the concept of orgasmic birth having a pleasurable birth um allowing myself to go even further than I did last time in that aspect. So I'm very holistically minded and kind of believe that, you know, nature has its rhythms and I totally trust my body to, to birth this baby. I planned for a home birth last time. I'm planning for a home birth this time um, and have been lucky to, to be able to do that. And, you know, me and baby are healthy and also like what else can it be is it allowed to be blissful like I always question even when I was in fitness instructing and helping people lose weight I always question like the prescriptions or the this quick method or buy this fat burning pill or whatever like questioning that and leaning towards what herbs can help me how can I move my body how can I you know do these different holistic things to support myself and my health. Um, and then the same with birth, right? Like so often we think of it as the scary experience. Oh no, the pain. Oh, I'm going to schedule a C-section. Oh, are you going to be induced with my first? I can't tell you how many times I was asked that question. And I was just like perplexed. Like, why is this common place? Like, why are you asking me this? Like, can you not, like, I'm just dumbfounded at like, it's okay. Like you can birth in your own time, but but yeah, so pushing the limits this time more of what sort of pleasure and comforts I can create for myself and allow myself to experience um, in birth, which when I first brought up to my husband, he was like, what did you just 
just say? Like, no, that's weird. Um, so it's been interesting diving into that a little bit more. Oh, no, I love that stuff. Like, I want to give birth again just to have a different experience. And I know that's like, but then it's like, oh, yeah, you have to take care of it. <laughs> and it's not just the experience. Yeah, so learning a lot more about how hormones of like sex and pleasure are very much so identical and mimicked in childbirth and labor um, and allowing this like open curiosity to embrace that instead of thinking it has to be separate. And what offers do you have going on right now? Yes, I am super excited about a group growth container that I have going on right now. It's called Lunar Connection, Cyclical Living to Find Your Purpose. So it's really for the intuitive woman, the sensitive woman who, one, wants to connect more with the moon energy and her cycles, learn how to use that energy to manifest, but also is ready to make money doing what she loves. And it's an eight-week container um, that is a group container. And with I'm partnering with Shelby, who's beautiful. She's helping to create business strategy with the cycles of the moon. And she's also a yoga instructor. So she's going to be teaching specific yoga phases with each phase to help you really embody that energy um, for emotional release, connecting more deeply to your emotions and hold hold that energy, hold that high vibration in your body, right? As well as what I do, which is enhancing your awareness muscle. I call it teaching things like meditation, helping you learn different intuitive practices because the moon is all about intuition and psychic abilities, um, personalizing that for you. And then also teaching these techniques to pair your emotional release with the moon because each phase is so unique. And when you do that, right, you get to create this emotional resiliency that helps you show up in a new calm confidence that's needed when you want to be an entrepreneur, when you want to shift careers um, and also give you, of course, intuitive strategies to build your spiritual practice, but also those practical strategies, which I'm so excited about this and what Shelby's bringing to the table, because that was something I felt that was missing for me when I invested in coaches and mentors was at the end of the day, it's like, I want to do this to make money, <laughs> like, right? I need to survive. And there is certain strategies and practical actions to market yourself and kind of put yourself out there. So we teach a good timing for that, which is so, so, so beautiful. So I'm very excited about that. That starts at the end of September. So we launch um, and go live with the training September 27th, just after the full moon because um, we need to start with the waning phase so we can release and create space to call in that abundant life um, that you so want to. And for anyone listening to this podcast, 
um, you get the opportunity to come in at the early bird pricing. So the early bird pricing is going to end actually on September 17th. But if you're catching this and listening to this podcast, you can message me, let me know. You can message me like the code lunar and I'll make sure that you still have that early bird pricing available um, because we're offering it. The value of the program is $697, but we're super excited to offer an early bird of $555. We love angel numbers and we're all about embracing that change, right, which is symbolized in the number five, but not only that, that kind of quick rapid change and positive change to help you create this life that you want and say yes to your intuition and trust it and live more joy and pleasure and be able to create an impact as well, whether you're a Reiki practitioner, coach, whether you are in an MLM or if you, you know, create products for other people, like you can use what we're teaching in this container, Shelby and myself to enhance your own life, certainly, but also impact other people's lives, help them heal and help them go on to help even more people, which is really the big vision. So if you are interested, just message me. Um, We'll link the IG account below, which is Green Love with Caitlin, but it's abbreviated. So G-L-W, Caitlin, (laughs) K-A-I-T-L-Y-N. And message me Lunar and that you're interested and I can make sure that you get that early bird offer. It sounds really exciting. And I love that you're adding the embodiment, especially with everything that's been going on the past few years with, you know, we're getting taken out of our body by fear and to come back to learn how to root back in. Uh, Exactly. Yeah. It's such a crucial process. And I'm so excited about this program. Um, I just got done teaching a free training series, Lunar Magic, which was so amazing um, just to talk about these topics and help people shift and really shift into this energy of freedom and empowerment. And I forgot to mention too, with the early bird, there are a couple bonuses. So there's over $200 worth of bonuses for the early bird um, that if you're interested, feel free to message me, but you get additional to the eight week group program. You'll get a one-on-one session with me, which is a moon session where we do emotional release that's personalized to you and get you a plan for how to embody that and maintain that vibrational state that's gonna call in those new clients, help you book out your calendar. And then also you get a one-on-one session with Shelby where you'll dive into that business strategy um, and pair that so beautifully and intuitively with the phases of the moon. Really cool. I'm going to definitely book my my call with you too still. I want to make sure I give you like elaborate answers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. They're always a lot of fun. Um, Such great conversations and too, like I love what I do because I get to connect with other people who do amazing work that I would like never know about that existed in the world otherwise and just like is mind-blowing and fascinating to me and I love that it it exists so yeah I'm super excited I really enjoyed this time with you and it went in different areas this the conversation but it was absolutely beautiful like places that we went and I feel like it's going to really help other women especially who are moms or becoming moms or have been through the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the invite and coming back to it. And 
Yeah, I agree. I really enjoy talking with you and just your energy feels really good. So thank you. And yeah, it's, it's fascinating the different areas you can, you can take this kind of work and the subject and, um, you know, be excited to see kind of who resonates with it. I think, I don't know if I'm just noticing it more or if there's a higher amount of people who are really opening up to their intuition and curious more about things like astrology and gods and goddesses and, you know, these different aspects of spiritual health and well-being. It's crazy. It's even in the 17 magazine. It's like everywhere now. (laughs) I really enjoyed this conversation with Caitlin. I wanted to give some insight that I had after our conversation and especially from just being a mom all day. So I wanted to make sure that you had something to take away with you as something. I'm sure you have a lot from this to take away, but my main thing for you to take away is that we have to learn how to soothe ourselves in a way that we never got before so that when we want to be that parent that we always wanted to have, we have to be able to step away and take care of ourselves to soothe ourselves first. Take care of yourself. Make sure you breathe. Make sure that you can do whatever you need for yourself. Make sure you ate whatever it is that you need. Maybe your kid needs to eat too. Maybe that's why your toddler's throwing a tantrum. You don't know. So take care of yourself first. Remember, it's okay to hold space for you too. Because we get lost in the idea that, oh, my mom never did this for me. And then we give all of our attention to our child because we never got that. But the truth is that you don't want to go full head on into giving what you never received with you not receiving again. Are you giving yourself what your parents gave to you or getting lost in that pattern while trying to be what your kid needs to don't forget about yourself like your parents forgot about you that feeling that you felt abandoned do not abandon yourself and taking care of your child so try to be there for yourself make an effort and know that little by little you're gonna be able to find a balance between being there for your child and being there for yourself too so Just give yourself time. You've got this. And thanks so much to Caitlin again for being on.